Hi, you're listening to A Brit Difficult with August. A Brit Difficult is a podcast aimed at intermediate learners of English, and we focus particularly on British English. We're here to bring you new phrases, new vocabulary, explanations of grammar, and a chance to hear many different voices from all around the UK, both learners and native speakers. Welcome to a new episode of A Break Difficult. My apologies for how long it's been to get this episode out. Uh, I did intend to release this straight after the last episode, but things just got out of hand and uh, I don't know if you know, but we've had a big heat wave here in the UK and it's just been hard to get anything done, quite honestly. Uh, today it is 38 degrees, which I, I don't think I've ever experienced in my entire lifetime in the UK. It's quite unusual. Um, I think the weather's going to cool down after tomorrow, which I'm happy to hear about. Um, I do like the sun, but this is this is a little too much. <laughs> uh, but anyway, on with the episode. Uh, as I mentioned last time, we're going to talk a little bit about dating in the UK. So it's going to be a bit of a cultural episode about what it's like to date in the UK, as well as uh, introducing a few phrases, words, um, concepts, things that uh, might be helpful if you're visiting the UK or living in the UK. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk pretty much completely about heterosexual dating. So heterosexual meaning uh, men and women dating. That's because that is my experience. Uh, so it's the thing that I can talk the most about. But it doesn't mean that there isn't a big and active scene for LGBTQ dating in the UK. There certainly is. Um, and if you'd like to hear more about that, I'd be happy to do a, an episode or maybe get somebody to come and talk to you all about that. Um, but please don't think that I'm leaving that out on purpose. I just want to talk about something that I know I have experience in instead of making assumptions or maybe spreading information that isn't quite true about a group of people um, that I'm not part of. So I'm going to talk kind of broadly about how people date in the UK, what the things are that people do, things people say. Um, and if you do have any questions, as always, you can email me on abritdifficult at gmail.com and I will try to answer any questions or follow up on any requests for further topics for the podcast. So how do people meet people in the UK? How do people meet somebody they want to date, um, a boyfriend, a girlfriend? How do they meet those people? I think like in many other places in the world right now, uh, dating has moved majority... Ma <laughs> Dating has moved almost completely, sorry, uh, online. So people do meet in person. Uh, they meet at university, uh, through friends they have in common, maybe the family member introduces you to somebody. These things definitely still happen, but a lot of people do meet online. Um, this can be through sort of mainstream dating apps, the most popular ones being Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble probably. Um, but there are also specialist dating apps for particular groups of people. So we talked earlier about LGBTQ people. There's certainly apps for people seeking people of the same sex. Uh, there's apps sort of for people who follow a specific religion, who have a particular um, uh, culture or something that's really important to them that they want to find in a partner. You can certainly find that um, things like age, um, anything you can think of, there's a specialist app for it. But those three I mentioned are the main ones. I would say that Tinder in particular 
And to some extent, Bumble are more for what people would call hookups. Um, so a hookup, if you haven't heard that word before, is just a slang term that refers to casual sex. So it means that the relationship is not serious. It's somebody you're just looking to have something casual with. You're not intending to date them or be a boyfriend or girlfriend to them. Um, hinge less so, but I think it's moving that way sometimes. So um, there is definitely a mix of intentions or things that people are looking for on dating apps, which is why it can be such a minefield to, um, to experience. But this is how a lot of people do find people. So when you then go on a date, what do people do on those dates? Um, I would say that there is still, there's still a tendency for people to go for kind of classic options. So the first date tends to be something like drinks, in a bar or a restaurant, um, if it's an evening date, uh, maybe coffee. Um, there is a bit of a movement towards kind of unusual first dates now. Uh, not that the activity is unusual, but something a bit different. So something that has become a bit popular is uh, going to play like mini golf, for example. Some kind of activity where you, there's a bit of competition, um, but you can still talk to each other. People do still take their dates to the cinema, which is... <laughs> pretty ridiculous in my opinion. I can't think of a worse way to try to get to know somebody than sit in silence with them for two and a half hours. Um, but it is something that people still do. Um, I would say as well that something in the UK, I don't know if this is specific to the UK, but certainly compared to other countries might be different. Dates do usually happen in the evening or at night. It's very rare that people will go on a date in the daytime. Obviously through the week people are working and at the weekend they might have other plans or just prefer to um, spend a bit of time alone or whatever it might be. But people definitely usually meet for dates, kind of early dates with people in the evening. So just bear that in mind. There's then kind of stages of dating and this is where things get complicated. <laughs> I feel like today's generation of young people um, for them it's extremely complicated. You can never quite tell um, what a relationship status is. <laughs> so we hear things about uh, dating or seeing somebody. Um, that means that you're going out on dates but you're not in a relationship. Maybe you see them once a week to have dinner, to have coffee, to do one of these dates that I mentioned. But you're not actually together yet. Um, then that can progress to, um, you know, actually being in a relationship or sometimes it's called being exclusive. Um, and then you might then go on to get engaged or married or just being partners and living together. I'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. Um, but those stages are kind of the regular stages. Uh, right at the beginning, there's sometimes a stage that people refer to as talking, <laughs> which um, with the rise of online dating, not only through apps, but through things like Instagram and Snapchat, um, people might be talking, uh, like flirting with people online and refer to that as talking to somebody. And what they mean is they're having conversations with this person regularly with the understanding that maybe something romantic is going to happen between them. Um, so it's very complicated <laughs> these days um, to date, at least in the UK. Um, 
there's also some other phrases or words you might hear. So you might hear something like friends with benefits. That means that you have either been in a relationship with somebody or you started what could be a relationship with somebody, but it's only focused on sex. There isn't anything else happening. So that's the only thing that you see that person for. And then you have situationships. So this is definitely something that has gained popularity in recent years on the internet uh, as a phrase or word that you hear quite often. Um, a situationship being that you're kind of in a relationship but not really, there's not really commitment, but the person treats you like their partner. Um, again, it's very complicated to date these days. So when you go on a date, um, usually the dress is smart casual. So uh, for guys that might be like a button down shirt but not a tie or anything like that, just you know, like a casual shirt or a t-shirt with maybe jeans. Um, women might come in a dress or maybe in jeans on the top. Uh, it, it really depends. It's very casual, but um, maybe one step up from what you would wear just at home by yourself kind of thing. Um, it really depends on where, where you're going and what the date is exactly. Um, if it's a paid activity like a, a dinner or something that costs money um, men do still often pay the bill uh, I think that that is something that happens quite a lot still um, there are a lot of couples who will split the bill or maybe take turns to pay the bill um, it's become very flexible but uh, often men will offer to pay or it would be expected sometimes that the man would pay um, it really depends on on each person more than the actual culture these days I would say so I mentioned earlier that you might not get married and might just live together. Um, something that may or may not surprise you about the UK is our attitudes to relationships are quite liberal. So for us it's not a big deal if somebody is living with a partner without being married or even has children with somebody and isn't married to them. Um, I would say that this is broadly speaking for um, the majority of like white British people uh, people who don't follow any strict religious rules, that kind of thing. Again, I'm, I'm speaking very generally, this isn't about everybody. Um, but by and large, if somebody tells you that they live with somebody and they're not married, or they have children and they're not married, um, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. Uh, sex before marriage, also not a big deal. People are extremely liberal in their attitudes towards this, um, definitely. Um, Something I have seen in other places is double dates. Um, that is not something that you will see in the UK very often. Um, it's not very usual that two people will go like on a first date together to see two other people or something like that, or get a group of friends together to all date at the same time. Um, you might go on a double date once you're in a relationship with some friends or something, but even that I think is quite rare. So if you're coming from a culture where that's quite common, um, so I'm thinking about like so getting in Korea and things like this. That kind of thing really doesn't happen here in the UK. Um, these kind of group dates or going out to date with a friend um, at the same time. So that's just another fun fact to, to keep in mind. So that's kind of an overall view of dating in the UK. Uh, I'm not sure how much more detail to include. Again, if you do have any questions, um, please let me know. Um, there are lots of slang 
uh, phrases around dating. Um, many of them have come from the internet and also from the United States. Um, you know, you hear lots of phrases like catfishing, for example, which means that you're pretending to be or look a certain way and actually it's not true. Um, that's definitely something that's come from uh, the show Catfish, uh, which is uh, an American TV show. Um, and there's all of these slang words that are becoming popular on the internet, things like, you know, ghosting, so somebody just stopping talking to you suddenly and just disappearing. Breadcrumbing, where somebody gives you little bits of hope or information, but they never intend to actually be in a relationship with you. So many of these um, that I could be here all day just giving you a list of um, all of those slang terms, but I don't want to do that because I don't think they're very specific to the uh, the UK. What I will end with is a few phrases or words that might be used um, about or with uh, partners. So if you think about terms of endearment, um, so f- you know, words that you might use to describe your boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, I think that those differ from country to country. And in the UK, I would say the most common ones are uh, babe and baby. Um, you might shorten the other person's name. Um, I think something like honey or sweetheart is not very common. Um, but it's it's hard to tell because we use those words in day-to-day uh, life. So if you've ever visited the UK, you'll know it's not unusual for a stranger to call you sweetheart or something like that. So I think that might be why. Um, but there are a number of words that people take from, again, from online or American slang that they've heard. So you might call your boyfriend Bay, like B-A-E, which is something that's come from kind of online and American culture, Um, or Boo, which is definitely coming from from American culture. Um, So if you're interested in exploring those, I'll leave a link uh, to a list of some of the most common terms of endearment that people use between themselves when in a relationship and uh, let me know what your favourite ones are or what you use in your country or in your language. Uh, That's going to be it for now. Um, I'll be back soon with another episode. I'm going to get back into my regular schedule so I can't wait to speak to you all again very soon.